Hello and welcome. I am Amy, your host for the This Is Really Happening podcast, the show where we discuss all things awakening process and the highs and lows of life with an added dose of humor in this insanely beautiful world we live in. Along the way, I'll be offering cosmic insights as well as tangible practices to help you feel aligned within your heart and mind in the present now moment. And as always, sovereign. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you on the inside. Hello and welcome back to our discussion on sobriety and our frequency and, um, you know, communing with others as we go through the awakening process. So we'll get back into the discussion. I am, um, we're going to start with, um, dealing with others or, or, or interacting with others rather when we're going through this process and they're going through their process and how we can make it work or, or not, or realizing that we can't, you know, enjoy. Cause it really, really, really at the end of the day comes to down to like what frequency you're resonating at. And I keep saying that, and I'm about to go on another tangent, but let me just finish this thought. So yeah, so when we're dealing or, or not dealing like, oh, I got to deal with this person. But I mean, <laughs> when we are communing with others that are at, you know, are at different levels, a lot of the time they may not want to see us expand you know expanding in awareness and consciousness and in like being happy because like you know like attracts like and and a lot of you know trauma bonding is a huge thing Mm. so you know people find comfort in that in in, you know because you know we feel when we're trauma bonding and stuff, we don't feel so alone in all the crazy stuff that's happened to us in our lives. And we get like this like hit off of it, like a dopamine hit, even though we could be talking about something really messed up that's happened in our lives. It's wild. But you know what it is, is like when we start growing, leveling up, doing the work, it it like it triggers others shadows within themselves and that doesn't necessarily feel good so people you know are more want to be for the most part comfortable right and that's a big general generalization <laughs> but they do who doesn't want to be comfortable feel grounded but everybody like grounded and safe comfortable but also we have to think about like everyone has their I forget 
what it's called, like the term, like their, their baseline basically of like what level or what frequency they, we resonate, each resonate at that brings us comfort. And for some that have been through maybe a lot of trauma and abuse, I've spoken about this before, the baseline is way different. So it's, we actually feel better amidst whatever chaos is going on. We can get out of that, but it, it requires work, specifically shadow work in dealing with these inner demons, quote unquote. Um, but you know what? They can look pretty demonic sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I've seen some shit. So, wow. Anyways, that's for another. Do, 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 do. But so like when we, we start to, to elevate our vibration, it triggers other people's shadows. And I just want to read this quote from Carl Jung about the, the initial stage, initial, when we just first start shadow work. This confrontation is the first test of courage on the inner way a test sufficient to frighten off most people for the meeting with ourselves belongs to the more unpleasant things that can be avoided so long as we can project everything negative into the environment. But if we are able to see our own shadow and can bear knowing about it, then a small part of the problem has already been solved. We have at least brought up the personal unconscious. The shadow is a living part of the personality and therefore wants to live with it in some form. It cannot be argued out of existence or rationalized into harmlessness. This problem is exceedingly difficult because it not only challenges the whole man, but reminds him at the same time of his helplessness and ineffectuality. Damn, why do you have to say it like that, Carl? <laughs> but seriously, like... So once we, we start doing shadow work, we... Like he's saying, we are really shown these, these parts of us that we have pushed away, hidden aside that are, we don't want other people to see. We don't necessarily want people to, to know that we feel, we may feel weak or we may feel inadequate or there's this like little lost child trapped in us that just wants love. We don't, people don't necessarily want to, to, to see that (laughs) and deal with that, but that's the first step of is realizing that it's there. So, so like, how do we, once we're like doing this type of work, how do we deal with, again, deal with, (laughs) how do we relate? Excuse me. I'm getting this other other book. Can you tell I love books and reading and studying? I'm all about it. But like, how do we relate to others when their own shadow, we just our being is triggering other people's shadows? 
it can it it's not always the most fun thing at all. But it, you know, it's it's a process. It's something. It's like like how do how do we deal with that? We you know we strong boundaries definitely boundaries like a motherfucker. Pardon my French, but it's really really important. And that and then having boundaries will trigger people's shadows too. Because it's like, wait, what? You don't want to trauma bond anymore? You know, why Why don't you? You think you're too good. You don't want to talk about it. You have to, but you have to face reality. Life is bad and life is, there's not all only positive things in life. Like I've had this said to me so much lately. And it's like what, what this, these people aren't realizing is that like, I'm aware of this other stuff, like this quote unquote bad stuff happening. I'm just choosing to put my focus on what I, on, on the good in my life and the stuff that I do want to create. But me, perhaps people don't even realize that that's a possibility and that they maybe are just like, that's their lot in life. And whatever is going on is their lot in life and they're more on a defense like defense mode rather than co-creating with the universe and I get it I've been there and you could call me a professional trauma trauma bonder at one point like and that's a lot of what like my my friendships had been based on trauma bonding for a while looking back at it but not all of them. It's not, not everyone is like that. Every, or every instance is like that. Of course, everything is super unique. But so, so yeah, when we are doing the self-work, there's also this, this thing I wanted to touch on, especially when we're, you know, like for myself, I go through like phases of, um, you know, everyone does. I'm like, that's for myself. But like, you know, we go through phases where we're, we're doing, um, energetic work or energetic healing. And then we go into a period of integration, or maybe we get more into like the mental work or we're really focused on manifestation. But for, for me, I, um, like right now I am going through this, um, this master breathwork training. And for those of you that don't know, um, one of the things that I offer on a professional basis is, is breathwork sessions. I could do group and private and stuff like that. Um, I, I began doing pranayama, and then guided meditations, and then did training in um, conscious circular breath work, and now I'm doing mm, more studying, but I'm doing it in uh, breatharian healing, which has been super amazing, and has it's just, I am so grateful for it. It's really, 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 really rad, but part of the, the training has been to, you know, go through a bunch of healings myself. So, and at the same time, I'm, I'm sharing space, living under a roof with, 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 um, people like I've just discussed, you know, that aren't doing the work and I love them very much, 
but they're not so much focused on, on the inner stuff. So not only are, is it a situation where I am no longer willing to, to trauma bond and, and talk about potential gnarly stuff that's going on out there, but I'm also really working on, on my frequency and just, you know, chronic living. And, but at the same time, I'm, I'm feeling a little vulnerable because I'm doing all these healings, right? So instead of having a place where like, it would be, it's all fine and dandy when I'm, you know, maybe doing this at a, a retreat in a shala or some peaceful quaint cottage in the forest. Oof, my goodness, one day. But, you know, that's not my situation currently. So it's like, do you or I rather do the work and then face the whatever not not face the whatever but like do I hold off on the work until I'm in a better position or better quote unquote like a different living situation or do I do the work and then learn whatever I need to in the process of 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 how um I relate with others in my environment of course I chose to do the work and not put it off I mean, there are certain things I wouldn't do. Like, I'm not going to be doing, like, tripping out on mushrooms <laughs> or, like, in an ayahuasca ceremony in my situation. No, it's not. No. No, thank you. But, but yeah, so that's the thing. Like, so there's this, I'm feeling rather susceptible to other people's, energy right now more so than normal so again that goes back to to putting boundaries and just really like how can we coexist surrounding and it could be co-workers too I didn't mention that but that is a big thing too it's really about it's really about like finding what what works for us so we can have our vibe right, our shit good, you know? So like for me, I wake up super early in the morning. I make sure that I have time to myself. I have a little girl that requires my undivided attention, you know? And at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I have this podcast. I, I am doing trainings. I am creating core. Like I have a lot going on. So like quiet time to to ground and get my thoughts together and just have that time to myself is super important for me gratitude breath work yoga stretching journaling slide creation all types of stuff but so that in itself is important and you create this container for yourself to reside in and but I'm going to read one more thing from um 
reality transurfing steps one through five about pendulums. So like the, um, our people, you know, that we're dealing with that want to kind of like pull us in to whatever frequency there is. And, and I'm not saying they always do this intentionally. No, it's like, a excuse me. A lot of times it's a, um, it's done unconsciously. So it's not like they're intentionally like, let me drag this person down. I mean, if they're an asshole, maybe it is like they're doing it on purpose, but sorry if I called your person an asshole, but so this is, um, it's from page 132. It's called the pendulum vortex. I'm just going to read a little bit, nothing too long, but it just talks about energy pulling in, like attracting like, or, or, you know, trying to shift it, shift it to the same. So <clears throat> here we go. The human psyche works in such a way that it reacts most strongly to negative irritants, such as unwanted information, hostility, danger, or any form of negative energy. Of course, positive influence Influences can also stir strong emotions, but the intensity and force of emotions like fear and rage by far outweigh those of joy and happiness. The reason for this originates in ancient times when fear and rage were crucial to survival. What use is joy in a context like that? Joy is not as useful when it comes to defending yourself, avoiding danger, and foraging for food. In addition, throughout your, the entire history of humanity, life has been filled with burden and hardship that have brought more grief and fear than joy and happiness. This is generally speaking why man yields readily to thoughts of gloom and depression while feelings of joy and happiness pass relatively quickly. Have you ever heard of a normal person suffering from too much joy? People who suffer from stress and depression, however, can be found in a good number wherever you look. So, yeah, basically, there's like all this stuff, pendulums, you can call them, you know, different um, collective consciousnesses, other people, that type of stuff, and just like, are in this frequency that's just low and it's hard to get out of. And when you have, we, whoever, <laughs> whoever have experienced like the super, super lows, I feel we have more empathy for others going through it. But because we've been through it ourselves, but at the same time, it's just needing to somehow create a little distance between us and that energy. You know, the hope is that our day will be somehow able to calibrate to our frequency and and use that as a boost to to pull them up. But it like this could also be a slippery slope because we don't want to be having energy vampires come like taking our life force and feeding off it which it sounds gnarly but it's the it's the truth it just is it's it's the truth 
or my truth, at least in my experience. And it's just really important to remember on a consistent basis that to always like bring the focus back to to us and and to ourselves to our energy and our journey it, that may sound selfish you don't it doesn't it's not a selfish thing because when we're right and we're good then we can help others it's 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 another thing where we're not good and we're trying to help others but we're really just no no that's not it that's not it so you know, allow, everyone is having their own experience, right? That should go without saying. We don't need to force, push, try to wake somebody up. It will happen on their own. And just really, and and just realizing that we have to, it's, we got to focus on ourselves and other people are going to have we're not letting people have the experience, but like letting ourselves be okay with people being where they're at. And we always, we have the choice. We always have a choice, you know, sure family will be family, but we have the choice of how much time we want to, to interact with them on a close basis. We always have a choice. Uh, Partnerships, you know, one person is growing at a different rate, but it's such a different rate that it's it's no longer tolerable. I think you know the answer on what to do. So it's not easy. That it's it's simple in theory, not easy always, but definitely doable. And honestly, it can feel like on this path, it can feel, at least in my experience, super lonely, you know, like I've been discussing throughout the show, it's, I've lost a lot of friends and it's not, you know, and, and partnerships have ended, like all types of stuff has happened. And it's not just because I got sober, I just, you know, it's a lot of stuff, but it comes down to me in my awakening process and me coming into the frequency of my own soul. And in the process of doing that, so much can happen. And, but it's worth it at the end of the day. It's so worth it to really become in touch with your own soul and you'll know it, you'll feel it. It starts again, I keep saying this, but it's true. It starts as a spark and it just grows and grows and grows until eventually it's just how are we're vibing 24-7. Now I'm still working on this. I definitely have ups and downs. It's, you know, it's part of the human process, but that is the goal. And we really all do have free will. And it's something to to honor during our experience of this life and all others.
honoring our energy and our path above all others. So they in turn are honoring their own path. It doesn't always look like that, but we're all sovereign beings. We all have a choice. You know, once you start to really do the inner work, facing the shadow, um, it may become harder and harder to maintain certain relationships. So there comes a point where we just need to, to let them go. And with others that are here to stay, just learning to not be reactionary, knowing when to, to walk away, holding our boundaries and maintaining by whatever means our frequency through food, exercise, prayer, song, whatever lights you up. So... Um, what I wanted to do as a meditation was to light ourselves up from the inside out. So if you're driving, come back and otherwise, you know, get cozy you can sit down or lay down, but if you're prone to sleeping, like falling asleep in meditation, sit up and we'll get started in three, two, one. If you'd like, close your eyes. And take a nice deep breath in through your nose. Feel your lungs expanding with air, with prana, life force, energy. And as you exhale, coming back into yourself. Another inhale. And exhaling. Good. Breathe in again, deeply through your nose. This one is the deepest breath yet. And a big exhale, perhaps as a sigh from your mouth. And just continue breathing in a, in a normal way, maybe a little deeper than normal. Relaxing any tension you may have in your eyes, your jaw, shoulders, hands, wherever it may be. Just visualize yourself with each breath relaxing your body. Relaxing. 
relaxing with each breath. Also relaxing your mind Relaxing your emotional body. And relaxing and expanding into your light body. Good. Take a deep breath in through your nose. A big breath from your mouth. We're going to expand your light from the inside out. Now I'd like you to bring your awareness to inside of your body. Choose a location, perhaps your heart, your belly, your spine, your brain, anywhere. First place that comes to mind. And with your awareness there, choose one cell. One teeny tiny cell within that area of your body and take a deep breath bringing prana life force energy into your body and directly into that cell so we're breathing in to the cell And as you exhale, see that light expand out to the surrounding cells like a chain reaction. Inhaling again into this one cell, this mother cell. Exhale, expanding, linking this net of life throughout your body and keep going with each in-breath bringing in life and healing energy and with each out-breath just expanding all throughout this area of your body perhaps throughout the entirety of your body, just seeing everything, just light up every cell. You're becoming illuminated. With each breath, bringing awareness, joy, healing energy, letting go 
of anything not serving you. Beautiful. You are so beautiful and lit up so expansive. Shining so bright. Good, and taking a step out as you continue to illuminate. Almost as if you're looking down on yourself and look how you shine and sparkle and glow simply by communing with the prana that is available to us in each and every breath. Good, and then going back into your body, down to the bottom of your spine. Good. And we'll take a deep breath, move up your spine to your crown, and then up and out of your crown. And then like this beautiful cascade of energy, Calm down around you, all around you. And then come back up your root, up your spine again. And then cascade your beautiful energy back down. And we'll go up one more time. And then cascade down. It's almost like this. It is this beautiful container for yourself, this sovereign container for yourself that is able to communicate with everything around us at the same time. Three more deep breaths in through your nose and out through the mouth. And beautiful. And in this, this place, having the awareness that you can be both sovereign and deeply connected simultaneously. And stay here for as long as you'd like. I'm going to say goodbye for now. I'm sending you lots and lots of love. 
Thank you so much for being here. This wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for joining me on the This Is Really Happening podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. Also, check out the attached links to learn more about myself, my business, Clear Channel Activation, as well as to see what I'm currently offering and other projects I've got going on. Thanks again, you beautiful souls. I'll see you next time.